This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. And now with Dave Brown on AMI, I'm Alex Smythe. A blind developer is working on a new project to create a third-party screen reader for the Mac. Does this still matter in the age of Apple's voiceover? Well, Sean Priest has the details. Sean is one of the co-hosts of Double Tap Canada. Hello, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks, Alex. How are you? I'm not too bad. So, Sean, tell me a bit more. Who is the developer behind this project? Yeah, this is so interesting. The whole thing about um, a third-party screen reader for the Mac it sort of blows your mind. So the developer is a blind Portuguese developer. I'm going to try and say his name, and forgive me if I get it wrong, Joao Santos. And he posted recently on AppleViz, a very popular Apple-orientated website, saying that he's interested and attempting to create a new screen reader for the Mac. And his sort of model, his target is uh, uh, similar to the screen reader for Windows called NVDA. So that's why he's sort of aiming to replicate an NVDA-like screen reader, but for Mac. It's really intriguing. And and so what do we know about this uh, screen reader uh, project so far? Are there any details out beyond that? No, uh, this is very much in its infancy. Uh, he, he has released a video of him using it. But again, the, the main point of him sort of unveiling this at the moment is to see, firstly, is there interest in another mm. screen reader? You know, we have VoiceOver, which is built into the Mac OS. Um, it's very popular, obviously. People do like it. So is there an actual appetite for another screen reader? Because it does take a lot of work, as you could probably appreciate, to create these. So firstly, he's asking, does anyone really want a alternative to voiceover? And secondly, he wants just to, um, he says he wants to do something worthwhile and meaningful. And as a blind user himself, he's very interested in this. Um, I, I think from my point of view, you can't have too much choice. It doesn't matter if voiceover is the best screen reader in the world. Just having that as your only option, if for whatever reason you don't get along with it and you don't gel with a screen reader, it makes it very, very difficult. Um, in Windows, we have the luxury of having, you know, JAWS, Narrator, NVDA. And there's areas where, say, Microsoft Narrator will do better than I'm an NVDA screen reader user. In the Windows settings, sometimes Narrator will do far better than NVDA will do. And there's some areas where Jules will do better than both. So having the ability to have all of those in your toolbox, if you like, is really useful, really productive. Uh, whereas on the Mac, we only have VoiceOver as the choice. And as I said, even if you love VoiceOver, and it is a very mature and very um, powerful screen reader, but personally, I'm not a fan. I find it uh, cumbersome. I do find it slightly difficult mm. to use. Now, if I could use something that's very similar to NVDA, swap, it, swap in between the Mac 
and Windows would be very almost a seamless experience. And I'm really, really looking forward if that becomes possible. Right, and and you talked about the the idea of just having multiple tools at your disposal, multiple different things to to really uh, kind of capitalize on what they do well. And so, if there's kind of pitfalls in between, uh, like let's say with VoiceOver, there's some things that are a bit clunky. They don't do as well with this new new app or this new project. And VoiceOver uh, kind of software could fill that gap. It could be really beneficial. The one yep. thing I wonder, because I'm I'm myself am not a screen uh, reader or or uh, assistive uh, uh, device user in that regard, but mm. are there ever concerns though when when you're adding more software onto a device like your Mac that it's going to slow things down? Because I that's one thing I've I've always heard when it comes to things like Jaws, it can really uh, play havoc on the performance of your devices. So is do you think there's should be some concern on how a new um, screen reading software? may cause problems for Apple users with VoiceOver already involved. Well, hopefully, I mean, if, if it does cause issues where it becomes almost unresponsive, then obviously that isn't, well, it just isn't good enough. And I would mm -hmm. put that down to a coding issue rather than, you know, the, the, the machine, the computer it's running isn't powerful enough to run two at the same time. A screen reader, although it does take up quite a few system resources, it should be more than capable, any computer, modern computer, should be more than capable to run multiple screen readers at once, and they shouldn't interfere with each other. So I, I would argue that that no, I mean, the choice is either have a, um, a, a, a computer system that you cannot use, or a slightly slower system that uses a screen reader isn't a choice at all. I would rather have the more accessible option. Um, but I would say there shouldn't be an issue between any screen reader with another one. I can run three screen readers at the same time and not really have an issue. So I would hope that that wouldn't arise as a problem. And again, because this is a blind developer, that is something else that that really uh, is a reason to get excited about. The mm -hmm. NVDA started as a result of two blind coders. And once a, a blind person, someone who relies on this technology is involved in the solution to that problem, I just feel like it's, it's um, I don't know, it's something to get excited about. And so I'm, I'm wondering for your perspective, because you said you're not really a fan of uh, Apple's uh, voiceover. What areas or are there specific um, kind of gaps within uh, the the software, the, the usability of it that you hope this new uh, software that's being developed would be able to address or would be able to improve upon? It's a really interesting question that someone else asked me as well. And you know what? I I actually don't know what it is. It may be that mm. I just find it's like finger gymnastics. Sometimes <laughs> for a keyboard shortcut, you've got to hold down the VO key, control, option, shift, and another key and a function key. And it just seems like I haven't got enough fingers to do this. But of course, that sort of keyboard shortcut comes into your muscle memory after you use it enough times. And as a mainly Windows operator, I suppose it could be a case of, well, you're just not using it enough. So are there any features which I feel voiceover is lacking that I would like to see? I don't know. Voiceover is incredibly powerful and customizable. Um, so I, I don't think it's particularly lacking. I do find it clunky in certain areas, and there's been lots and lots of discussion about how voiceover seems to have stagnated 
a little bit. There's bugs in mm. there that have been there for years and years and years. And lots of people are saying there's just no more development going on for voiceover. Now, personally, I don't believe that, but there's no denying that we don't hear anything about you know bugs that are being worked on at the minute. Is the next update, are we going to see a, a fix to this particular bug? There is no back and forth. Now, that's very Apple-isk anyway. That's what they do. But it can be frustrating. So my main, um, as, as I said, main excitement for a third-party screen reader is the involvement of the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, right from the start now, we're getting a chance to say, you know, what we think about even the possibility of a third-party screen reader. The code will be open source. Uh, anyone can uh, contribute to it. Uh, and I just think that community approach to a screen reader is something that, that, that can be really productive. And as I said, something that I'm a real fan of NVDA on Windows for. It's a community project and it really feels like that. We have that communication, which just makes you feel like you're involved in it. So again, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the fact too, that uh, this developer is basically reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking to do this. Like, what what do you, uh, does the community think? I, I think yeah. in that uh, that instance too, it kind of highlights the fact that there may be some some features or, or issues that they've come across that they feel like, oh, maybe I could improve upon how voiceover is working or I can fill in this gap in, in the coverage of how voiceover interacts on the day-to-day. -day. Maybe it is just that something as simple as that, that clunkiness as you, you described it and, and just making things more streamlined and simple for users. Yeah, well, again, as I said, if you're trying to almost replicate NVDA on the Mac, <clears throat> excuse me, um, maybe it's enough that it's a seamless experience to switch between the two mm -hmm. operating systems. Maybe that's reason in itself to make this happen, that anyone can feel comfortable. If we had to use a completely different keyboard layout on, on a when we used another computer system, it would drive people crazy. And it is that yeah. sort of thing on... Um, when we're talking about screen readers, you don't want to learn all all new ways to interact with your system. So that uh, familiarity there may be reason enough on its own. Absolutely. Sean, before I let you go, you got to let me know what's coming up on Double Tap this afternoon. Oh, of course. Well, the first thing we're talking about, the hot gossip in the tech world is what's happening at OpenAI? What's going on with Sam Altman? What's going on with the board of directors? And is that going to have any effect on us? Basically, we're, me and Stephen are gonna be very selfish about this. How does this affect <laughs> us? In particular services such as Be My AI, which is something we rely on. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about that. And also we're gonna be talking about the event that's just happened recently called AbilityNet. We're gonna be talking to Mark Walker about all that's happened there. That sounds like a great episode, Sean. Thank you, and have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Okay, that was Sean Priest, one of the hosts of Double Tap, and that show airs daily at noon Eastern on AMI-audio. You can also follow that Double Tap team on Twitter, at Double Tap On Air. That's at Double Tap On Air. You know what you can also do on Twitter? You can vote on the daily poll. In today's daily poll, I'm asking you, should historically significant items be allowed to sell at auctions? Yes or no? You can vote on Twitter at Accessible Media or on Facebook at Accessible Media Inc. You're watching now with Dave Brown.
on AMI. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.